We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March has arrived and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on that $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. With multiple entries available, it's the season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and NXFL are still going strong. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up to free account to make sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to another episode of Hard Beats, guys. It is me, TK Breezy, here with Aussie and our special guest today, my boss, VTV Steve <laughs> 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 no, what's going on, bro? It's going to be a good time. Uh, as I said, if you guys did not see the topics we're talking about, we'll be talking. The reason why we have Gimmer here is because he can cover actually two of these topics very well. One of them being the Smash World Tour, and mm-hmm. the other one being tournament cost, uh, just in general, seeing as I feel like there's some misconceptions about how much it costs to run a tournament <laughs> and where that money goes, uh, based off a couple of tweets that I saw recently after a online tournament going on. And of course, our last subject, which was kind of hot on Twitter as well, was Goblin. Versus Mr. R. They oh, be, yeah. Uh, they'll be, you know, they'll be having a money match here at um, at Gommel, but there's reason behind that. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll get to that in, in, in the mean, you know, when the time comes to it. Either way, Austin, Gamer, how you guys doing? Great. Great. Is that the basic pitch answer right there? We, we both great. just agree at the same time? Some white people just great. Yeah. Everything's, everything's yeah. great over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we don't tell the truth. We just... <laughs> Good. Everything it's like wearing that mask with a sad face on the inside. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, all right, man. So, like, getting right into it, man. Uh, Smash World Tour, obviously, a really huge announcement coming in from VG Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And something that obviously Smash players have wanted for a long time. So we have Gimmer here to just answer a couple questions. Nothing crazy, but mostly just, you know, like what, how did the Smash World Tour become what it is now? Like what made you want to be like, what made you take the step to making a tour? Yeah, so we, obviously uh, this is the next step, uh, the next, uh, the direction the community wants to go in. We've been talking about it for what? five years like right. smash needs a circuit we need something uh, everyone can uh, go to that leads to a final event with a final prize pool etc so i went full-time in 2014 um and i think the first talks the whisperings of a circuit came around in 2015 and just a lot of things were tried a lot of things fell through but nothing really came of it and you know i was at smash con talking to justin the owner of smash con and we just talked about it. We kind of got pumped up. We were like, yeah, let's do this. We need to do it. Uh, obviously, it's not just me and Justin. Matthew Apostle super involved. We're like the three uh, main partners. And then there's a lot of other people that are deeply involved too. But, you know, we took a try at it. Uh, you know, Ultimates was really big in 2019. So it made it a lot easier to talk to people about it because, you know, Smash is on the rise right now. Right. Um, and it kind of just fit perfectly into place. So obviously, we did a good job keeping uh cap a lid on it because uh the worst thing that could happen is you you start working on something you start telling people about it they start talking and then it doesn't happen but right. we really wanted to avoid that and we didn't want to like we just didn't want to get people's hopes up again so we kept a really really tight lid on it um even to our core team we were just really like we cannot talk about this until it actually happens and then as soon as we got a green lit we started reaching out to events and stuff and uh yeah just announced so we're really excited for it and as far as the events that are on there, like any event, like can, is, is it finalized or can other events still join if they want to opt in? Or is that like... Yeah, so at the silver level, uh, uh -huh. anyone can opt in as long as they meet the requirements okay. for melee singles or ultimate singles. Okay. And then at the platinum and gold level, we are working with a few more events, but I can't really say anything until we get it finalized. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool, though, that you guys are letting, mm -hmm. you know, just... You know, anyone, if they, hey, you know, we have this many entrants, we realize that we made it to the silver level, we want to be part of the tour. So that was yeah. dope. You know, as you know, if you guys didn't know the breakdown, there's a, you know, levels to the tournament. You have the platinums, you have the golds and the silvers and what's not and whatnot like that. So silvers will be post mostly like regionals and stuff. And obviously the platinums will be like the bigger tournaments, you know, the smash mm -hmm. cons, mm -hmm. the Genesis and stuff like that. So it's really dope. Um, and where is the finals happening? Can't tell you yet. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. Still okay. mystery, so, yeah. so not Xanadu. That's all we... <laughs> <laughs> yes, not That's just happening at Maryland. <laughs> it's just... And our World Tour Finals in Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, got me again. Got me in VG, so... Yeah, man, no, it is cool that you guys, you know, as I said, it's cool that you guys have been able to uh, make it, you know, make this a thing. As as you had alluded, there has been talks of other tours uh, mm -hmm. for a long time. You Forever. Know, like, oh, man, we... Forever. Were, we have this going on, but then it doesn't happen. And then yeah. in the but this time, like you guys waited, no one said anything, no one knew what was going on. VG, and then bam, fat announcement. We got a tour. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, a uh, it's a lot of work. So I understand yeah. why uh, certain things, you know, in the past haven't happened. It, and like a lot of trust is involved because uh, you got to get a bunch of events to sign on. You know, right. so uh, I think like the 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 team combo of VG Bootcamp and SmashCon really help with that because. Obviously, like with VG Bootcamp's history, everyone knows that we have the best interests of the community in mind. And with SmashCon, obviously, they know what they're doing. They run a 10,000-person event every year. 
Right. And we just have all the right pieces in place and the right people involved. Right. That's really yeah. cool. I, I, the one thing that I enjoyed about the announcement was looking through this record. I actually talked to you about this, Gimmer, is that to be a silver tier, you know, you just got to apply. But that could literally, like, be a weekly local. Yeah. Like, 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 like a, a tournament on a Wednesday or a Tuesday could be part of the circuit. And you can get points for that. And that's, that's yeah, a really good thing. could probably end up hitting gold. I mean, man, the grind. It's funny people every week. So, yeah. like, <laughs> they could get the top of the silver tier. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to see like a little bit of love given back to the weeklies because you know a lot of top players prefer to just stay home and stream. Which, granted, that's the good thing to do. That's how you make yeah. the most money, and that's how you build your brand. But like you know, there's been like a little bit of a disconnect from the weeklies, and this might re-energize them to not go every single time, but go a little bit more often just to get those points because you can't just farm silver tiers. You have yeah. to have you you can only, you can take your six best scores is that what it is it's your six best scores yeah so okay, basically yeah. i'm actually really excited about the point system uh we took a note from uh tech and world tour obviously it's uh, based when, off the tennis thing too yeah when we came off this so a lot of complaints we've seen this past year is one people complaining i can't go to enough events so i'm getting punished for it and then other people saying i go to too many events and i'm getting punished for it mm-hmm. so with this point structure it basically says you can go to as many events as you want, and you will not get penalized for it. But also, you cannot farm events. You can't just say, I'm rich, and I went to every event, and I made top 31 because of it. Uh, and that's why, we, that's why we did it that way. And then, obviously, with the silver tier, you know, this thing is all about unification. So we really want everyone to be able to be a part of it. And I think every like FGC tour has done the same thing. But I just think that, that locals for Smash are just a different beast not just locals, but regionals. It's like people are so passionate about it. Like they're so happy to be able to put their event on the tour. And we're just glad that we could, uh, we were able to give that to them. Yeah. Did you have any issues with uh, people like not wanting to be a part of the tour? Did you ever ask anyone? They were like, nah, I'm good. uh, We have, uh, we reached out to a lot of people and some did decline. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it is what it is. Like, yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I mean you win some, lose some. So I, I feel like some people are probably a little skeptical, obviously. About well, yeah, because to, to to be fair, yeah. this has been attempted multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, I, and there's dude, a lot the of skepticism. Part about it is, is that like there was there's another tour that uh, was well, not really a tour. There was another circuit that was being announced, but then that company has kind of since left <laughs> like oh yeah. yeah so like you know it's like the times i guess the trust is there with vg right because you know long standing or whatever whatever but i'm still some people are a little skeptical and like to me that is fair but i think with the way as long as this tour runs well then if you guys decide to do a smash world tour too then mm-hmm. i think that you know most people will be like all right vg had the best interests at heart and uh, yeah. I mean, seeing that we, you guys or we have been grassroots forever, I don't really see how anyone can see it any other way. Like VG has always been a very grassroots um, organization, and uh, you know it just shows. Like we, we everything that we do ends up being like for the betterment of the community. So yeah, out. definitely. And like I mean, I understand too. I mean, a lot of time has gone by. So you know. Our big blow up was in early 2014, so it's been six years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new players coming in that don't know our history. And this is something me and Matt have actually talked about. Like, 
we like to we like to stay professional and stay silent and not really gloat or like talk about ourselves. We just work, you know. We, we put a lot of our time and resources into working, but we might need to like get out there a little bit more and just let people know what we're doing and all the hard work we're putting in. Because since we stay so silent and just work, it kind of gets lost sometimes, and people forget or new people come into the scene like with Ultimate and they don't understand the past and how like BG Bootcamp had a huge role in building the scene. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, that's the you know that's the Smash War tour. If you guys have not seen enough about it, there's a a full video on it. Honestly, if you check the uh, VG Bootcamps um, YouTube, although I think I could just probably I probably just link it in the chat. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and slide over to our next subject, which happens to be you know we're talking about tournament costs or tournaments anyway, so we can talk about tournament costs. And on top of that, we have the uh, one of the runners of one of the largest tournaments on the uh, East Coast, which is Pound. So. Yeah. Without throwing out too many crazy numbers, let's just talk about maybe last year's pound. Yeah. So let's, let's go with last year's would, I'm actually very happy that this is finally starting to get talked about. At the end of every event that we stream, I try to get mm-hmm. the TO uh, on the mic to give them a face because I feel like, like I am blessed because of my position and how everyone loves me for what I've done for the scene where people just wow, like flex. give no 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 it's true though it's true though they're always giving me the benefit of the doubt they're always shouting me out um a lot of these ceos don't get that and like the risk that they're taking like you can budget something out and you and, and you gotta predict how many people are coming like that's what you do you have to say i think this is how many people are going to come this is going to be the average venue fee I need to base my budget on that. And you got to, like, if you're with a hotel, you got to sign that contract before you open uh, registration because people start are going to start booking their travel, et cetera. So you can't just open it without a hotel contract because you could lose that contract. And then your whole TO career is ruined right there. So uh, a lot of these TO... Life in general. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these TOs, oh, every TO takes a huge, huge risk. And I mean, I could give you, I could, I could give you some pound numbers. Yeah, um, down here. I could just yeah, say the same. total cost. I, I could just say the total cost for last year's pound. Let me okay. see if I can find this. Uh, yeah. So last year's pound, uh, the expenses for the event were upwards of a hundred thousand dollars. Um, the one thing though that we are blessed with at Xanadu is that uh, because we are in the venue and we have a relationship with the track, we can adjust the budget as time goes by. Uh, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more flexible. There's a lot less risk involved, although that is a lot of risk, uh, clearly. But for things like you know, uh, Double Down and Apex, which we're, we're funding, those are way riskier. And uh, you know, we just had to say we're doing it. And uh, we had to make guesses on how many people we thought were going to come and, and, and form the budget around that. But uh, we'll be fine regardless. We'll, we'll, we do a pretty good job at budgeting, so I'm not too worried about it. But definitely go uh, support those events. Uh, you know, Double Down registration opens on Friday. Now, if I heard that correctly, you did say 100000 right? Mm-hmm. For okay. a venue that you work with a lot. Right. So this yeah. is even in your the venue that like you know we, uh, I guess, own or whatever – Still a hundred thousand. Yeah, so. and there's a lot of expenses we didn't have to pay because we're partners with the venue. Now I will right. say this because we had this partnership, we were able to pay for extra things because we're like, hey, look, our budget opened up. I mean, we do want to profit off our events, but right now, a lot of the time, 
we like if, if the budget opens up we try to add stuff like for right. example at pound last year at the very last second we added that after party which didn't go too well because it was an after party and people didn't know about it but i have the, the bud the budget opened up so we said all right let's throw an after party even though it's like a week out let's make mm-hmm. it happen things like that yeah so all right so that means that because you guys have partnerships that means like you're you're even on the lower end of tournament costs. So that means like a regular tournament would cost could potentially be twice as much. You know? Well, dude, Gommel said it costs two hundred k. Yeah, I was just what the heck. I I heard about that. Like, I don't know what it's like in Toronto, but <laughs> that's wild. And, and, and this is what I'm talking about. A lot of these tos do not like, and and tos get it the worst. Like yeah. any slight complaint that's echoed by TO's a top fault. player just gets destroyed like it just the tos and obviously when you're restless and you're tired from working a hard weekend you're a little more emotional so a lot of times tos don't respond correctly because they're like they're so exhausted and they feel so um just uh not appreciated sometimes they lash out a bit because you know they just they didn't sleep for like five days straight and now they got someone going hey uh it's a little hot in the venue well not that or like someone just attacks them Sometimes they lash out a bit, but you guys gotta understand, Tio's are humans just like everyone else. And <laughs> after a, like a three day weekend of barely sleeping, and then like and risking your entire livelihood on the event to have someone come at you, it could be hard. It'd be mm. hard to deal with. Yeah. Wasn't there that Tio that like sold their house over an event because like, they didn't uh, do it as well as it wasn't it like tipped off twelve or something? I've or heard something. Off I like that. It's just a rumor. I don't know how true it is. Yeah, oh, okay. I, have to, I have to look into it, but I did hear something mm. about that as well. Yeah, either way, man, like tournaments obviously are super expensive. I saw the reason why we even talked about this because I saw this very head ass tweet, and I'm not, I'm gonna call him out. I saw the very head ass tweet from Pandarian, and like, I mean, he's, is, he's made a couple head ass tweets lately, but he's young. But I'm still gonna call him, call him like it is. He made that one tweet about being sick and then still trying to travel when it's like he was like super sick, and that was like right around the time the coronavirus started getting a uh, like. You know, started getting some news. It wasn't like anything crazy, but it was like you know, oh, there's there might be an outbreak of this new virus uh, in China, and everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. And now it's seeped its way over to America. So like, I just, I'm not saying that he had it, obviously, but you know, that level of recklessness, recklessness, not caring about other people's health, is like very annoying. Over the fact he's got that, he's got that nest here. Like, oh wow, he's got that teenage energy, man. Like, uh, like. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it like if I ever got sick, you think I, I might not even go to an event. I'm supposed to work. Yeah, I'm bro. Somebody else out. Like I, I got like eight, eight, I got eight hours of total bandwidth daily right now as I get older. You know what I'm saying? I'm working yeah. like and every year it slowly goes down how yeah. much mental energy I'm, I'm able to have every day. Yeah. But yeah, well, like, I, mean, I was talking about wasn't that when it was about. Yeah, obviously it was one of them. But he made a tweet about like, so I don't know if you guys knew, but over this weekend, there was a 20K. Uh you know, online tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, online sucks, whatever. Like, we, everyone deals with this. it, whatever, whatever, right? But I think, I don't think you had to, I don't think there was any money on on entering. I think you just had to enter. So a lot of, you know, top players enter. I think Cola ended up winning that. And that was great. But, you know, you also saw Nairo in it. And you saw uh, 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 Samsor in it. The Buzz was in it. Void was in it. You know, some great stuff right there. So it was a 20K pop bonus, which is a really good pop bonus for sure. After it, a lot of people, you know, some people were thankful, like, oh, thanks. He didn't have to do that. He definitely didn't have to do it. Big shout out to Critical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after there were some tweets that were along the line of, well, you know, if you were going to spend 20K, 
then how why not invest that 20k into making a big tournament because 20k doesn't equal a big tournament that's why i don't even think you can make a local <laughs> i don't think i don't think you can start up a local with 20k at that point in time like i just probably like, don't understand like money like i get with the that smash community is broke for sure but the cost of a tournament like very much exceeds the level of bro i mean like yeah there's sponsors and stuff so people kind of pull together and, hmm. and whatnot and that's why tournaments can get as big as they are but 20k in the grand scheme of things after we're talking about you know gamer having the venue still have to pay 100k finding out that uh that gamma was 200k i think that shine said they were 200k come on bro like come on yeah and you gotta really uh show some love to the people that uh that hold these events in these ridiculous uh i, I know i'm gonna get some some heat for this but these 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 venues that have ridiculous union rules like and uh i know when someone hears the word union they're thinking of back in the 1920s when people were literally like burned to death because the business didn't have proper fire exits and stuff like so they made unions to force certain rules that's what they think of when they think of union but there are a lot of av unions that have um because the state is on their side you know unchecked power leads to ridiculous things where like uh you have to pay a hundred dollars an hour for someone to help you set up and they have to help you set up and they have to do a minimum of four hours mm. so uh, if someone sets up, uh, let's say, 10 feet of pipe and drape, which takes about 20 minutes, they're getting paid $400, right. right? So it's a system that was put in place to protect people. But in some areas, it's kind of, you know, if I mean, it's in, in uh, capitalist society with capitalism, like, if you have all that power, you're going to take advantage of it. Um, and like, you know, hotels, I've worked with hotels that do this, and they they try, they do their best to lower the cost wherever possible. But you end up being in a situation where you're paying 60k for AV uh, for like very a very basic setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to comment about how like how expensive it is just to set up internet, like just to make sure the venue yeah. has internet so you can stream. Because because yeah, again, you have to hire people. Yeah, and the prices for for internet are like ridiculous at venues. But you have to think about the fact that like they probably pay com like because they're like a convention center or whatever like let's say they like go oh you want to stream you got to pay 10k for internet that number sounds ridiculous and mm. it kind of is because you know it's just bandwidth but they're probably getting like taken advantage of by the isp because they're a huge convention center they're right. probably paying a ridiculous amount a month and then also they have to have a uh, network staff always there like that are being paid salaries and their job is just to bring the line down, make the IPs right, all right. that. It's very simple at the event level. So you're like, why am I paying so much? But you know, you know, if they're paying hundred K a month for internet, like they got to make their money back, even if yeah. it's not being used. I don't yeah, know if hundred K is the right number, but. And that's not even yeah. like excluding, you know, all the other things you have to pay for. You have to pay your staff, you know, you pay the commentators, you pay the security, which has been a very big issue for a lot of tournaments that has yeah. now popped up. You know, people want 24-hour venues, so you have to pay for overnight security, which actually ends up being more than regular security. But also, you have to pay the venue extra to even be open for 24 hours, depending on what venue it is. So, I mean, th there's a lot of costs. I think there's a lot of costs that people just don't really, like, think about yeah. until it's not there. Like, well, if we didn't pay for security, you know damn well all those – I, I walked straight in and no one even checked yeah. me. All those tweets will come out. So, yeah. it's, And it's, also, it's, um, the reason TOs aren't that transparent about it is because – 
let's say you're just having like you're not profiting year after year uh if you eventually start making good money people will attack you for that too so they don't yeah, they don't want to bring it up because they're like yeah i had all these expenses but now my my event makes five hundred thousand, and you know i'm netting 200k a year people are going to be mad at me for that now because for some reason <laughs> event organizers just aren't allowed to live <laughs> god forbid you make money doing what you love yeah, you honestly can't like in this community money is almost taboo like you know we're we're I'm one of the top, or, you know, the top commentators, and I make money from it. But even then, I still feel like weird talking about it because then I feel like, you know, I'm getting judged. Yeah, and it's not for yes, the dude. like merit of my work or the fact that I've worked for so long. It's just like, oh, he's making money. He must only be about the money. You think that I was gonna work eight years straight to finally make <laughs> this money? Nah, I'm good, bro. It's exactly. a passion project that we hope to get money from, and if not, we had yeah. fun on, along the way. But now we're like, in that position. Where you can't get on top of that, and the funny part is, it's way better than it used to be. Back oh, yeah. in the back in the day, uh, when I was like getting fifty viewers on my streams, like I had people call me out. They're like, "We heard that you asked for more money than it costs for you to stream." <laughs> and remember, back then you couldn't even make money off streaming. So it's yeah. just like, like I can't believe you wanted to do more than break even. Like people would actually have that attitude. Like I understand why. Like Smash community dealt with a lot of bs and they're always very protective but it's just like like nowadays at least we're allowed to profit without people giving us crap for it right yeah i don't know man. Uh, i mean we can do I it think, now i mean but you know still i know there's that taboo still I, I there is you know we we've got some i've gotten some pretty big paychecks from uh from certain events and i've also got like very small paychecks where i feel like i should have got more but mm -hmm. at the end of the day like i'm still doing what i want to do so like i'm just kind of I just like to try to stay as close to my rate as possible. And if I can do that exactly. for a while, yes. then sick. And if I can't do that, I, I still enjoyed all the commentary that I was able to lay down, all the history that I was part of uh, for this very uh, passionate group of people. Yep. And plus, uh, you know, I, I personally believe that um, Smash has some of the best commentators in all of esports. Um, I truly believe this because um, we're not very... We're not cookie cutter mm -hmm. uh and like our people are actually like very entertaining now i'm not going to pretend i i follow esports other esports super deeply but from the stuff i've seen and this is no offense to other commentators just like our guys are so just energetic and funny uh very good on the fly so it's definitely gonna open doors i think for a lot of people too you know down the road i i mean i could see i honestly could see uh, you, Phil, and Coney, like actually having like an ESPN esque show, even if you talked about sports and just your guys' dynamic would be so entertaining, people would love it, even if you guys had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> well, that's the E all the time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, man. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. No, I feel that though. And like, I, I don't think that, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily say the best, but I feel like we have uh more stars if you will like mm -hmm. you know I, I i do follow other esports but i feel like i'm listening to the same person regardless of who's up there like all the time so it's like the same three dudes you know and it could be like 30 dudes but just listening to them they all sound the same it's like they all went to like a school where you uh have you are supposed to commentate this way and only this way and that's the one real thing i like about smash is that like everyone has their own 
style. Like, yeah. well, the top at least has their own style. And then you have a couple people that are trying to replicate the top because they feel like that's how you're supposed to get there, but that's not true. So, like, everyone has their own style. Like, if you watch enough Smash, basically you can listen to commentary for about 10 seconds and realize who is who if mm-hmm. both of them say a, uh, a five-second sentence. And I like that while I feel like I can't actually do that in other esports. Like, I'll watch a shit ton of League mm-hmm. now that I'm playing again. And I, just, I don't know those guys, people by name, but I'm not saying their commentary is bad. I just don't feel connected to them as people uh, as much as I will feel. I feel like people connect with us commentators in Smash right now. Yeah, and that's actually like, I think that has a lot to do with grassroots too, because I know that like, uh, this isn't every esport, but when like someone makes a game that they want to be an esport, like that's part of the reason they made it and they set up a league uh, in advance and like start paying uh you know talent to be commentators and stuff they actually bring them to a camp and do media training and tell like that's why they all sound the same because they're all being told by the exact same person how to commentate yeah uh, <laughs> that would annoy the shit out of me i couldn't do it yeah i like i like my style and also like i just i've i've worked in the fact that like yeah i do stutter uh, because uh, I speak fast and sometimes like I stumble over words, but I've pretty much just worked that into my like style. So people have got used to it and I say good shit, and that's all that matters. I've noticed that Dark Horse said he would like to see uh, a Smash commentator with play by play skills like the League guys. There was two. Uh, Reslev had a really good play by play, and so did uh, what's his name? He's from the East West Coast, Asian dude. Uh, he used to work with the nursemaid Still- a lot. Sedgehog. There we go. Uh, Sedgehog has really good play-by-play as well. But I don't think that... I think the way that Smash is, because most people uh, who watch it are like diehard Smash fans, that play-by-play kind of loses its meaning. Like, um, I do slight play-by-play for, like, top eights and stuff, because at, during top eight, obviously, everyone's watching. Some people don't even know what they're watching. So you have to, mm-hmm. you know, explain the game a little more. But in my opinion, like, I feel like whenever I'm reading chats, most people get mad when someone's doing only play-by-play because they're like, I can see. And to an, to an extent, I get it. You know, you can definitely see. Um, there are some people that can't. But you know, some people can't. So, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like you, have to, you have to at least set the, the mood for them. And that's mm. why usually, like, when you listen to me, like, if nothing is going on, I'll bring up the clock. I'll bring up the percentages. I'll bring up, you know stock counts and i'll bring up like stage positioning until something happens mm-hmm. uh but you know it's just like it's a weird complaint but i definitely still see where it's you know yeah, and and honestly like i mean this is kind of one of the reasons i think smash has the potential to be a tier one esport uh smash is pretty easy to follow too because mm-hmm. it's like just you're hitting the person and getting them off stage and trying to stop them from getting back on stage like it's like anyone could watch a smash tournament without commentary and within five minutes if they were paying attention they'd understand the concept of the game yeah right which means very accessible so uh to play into that play-by-play although is good it's just like it isn't I mean, this is just personal opinion. It's just not as necessary, but it all is good filler because, like, it's great filler. How, how are you gonna like? How, how much can you talk about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, sometimes, I mean, sometimes uh, some matches are just really slow. Like Pac-Man yeah. versus Sonic is going to be a very slow matchup. You you can you can not only talk about him throwing down that hydrant, but four hundred times. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, another note that Darko has, uh, has made, which is a note that I've actually said quite a bit, but he says a lot of Smash commentators could use some training in the aspects of jobs aside from in-game stuff. And I 100% feel that because I feel like mm. 
there are a lot of Smash commentators out there who think that they're like top five because they can talk about the game well, but they can't do anything else well. And that's that's a big part of it. Like if you sit, if you're every time you're sitting on camera and you you're yeah, welcome back to yeah, welcome back to you smash whatever word. It doesn't look good, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and people yeah, I, can't I, I they can't agree. chill, they can't do any of that shit. And I'm like, it's great that you can speak about this game, but when it There's comes back to, it. to the camera being on you and you can't fill or you can't throw uh to break or you can't, you know, throw to bracket or commentate or, or uh the MC and you're like always bad at that stuff or anything it has to do without the game, then to me, you're a bad commentator. Like I think that you are a great analyst and you should just do YouTube videos, but you are a bad commentator because you can't do all the camera work. And that's mm-hmm. important. I, I still think I have to work on my camera work sometimes because it took me a long time to like still just look in the camera all the time. Like I used to never look in front in the camera. Um, but there, like, even at my level where I feel like I have work to do, there are people way worse than me who think that, like, oh man, like I'm one away. You're you're so far away. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell you this: so far away. I I'll never be a good commentator for the at least for at least the one fact that I am not a good multitasker, and I feel like you really you got to be able to talk while looking at the camera and listening to somebody in your ear and not mm-hmm. lose your train of thought. I yep. couldn't do that. I'd just be stumbling over my words immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's not always the greatest, too. Vince had a really good way of, like, kind of just sliding the word in there. He'd be like, slides? And, like, that's it. But when <laughs> we were at Thunder, the other guy, he was oh coming over that mic, dude. We would be in the middle, like, <sighs> all right, man, that was a great play. And then he would just, we're going to slides, guys. We're going to slides. <laughs> we're going to slides. We're going to slides in five, four, three. And it's just like, <laughs> God. And I was like, bro, I... <laughs> But the crazy part is, I feel like uh, like the really good like football commentators and stuff have learned to deal with that because they they yeah. probably dealt like after like 30, 40 years of experience, they're just like some like they could be like uh, standing in front of an orchestra, like loud as hell, and still yeah. just be like, so yeah, on to the next part with it. Yeah, it took it, it took a little while to it took a little while to get in there. Yeah, and commentators also like you know like what happens when you don't have gameplay for twenty minutes. You know, like there's like a stall in the bracket. Like a lot of people don't know how to stall for 20 minutes. A lot of people just kind of like crumble and just. I mean, if we have to stall for 20 minutes, I just ask for a break. That's too much stalling. (laughs) Yeah, like if we're like going running through bracket and then out of nowhere, there's a lull in the bracket, then let's just take a break. Like, I mean, I don't want to sit here and talk about what happened for the last 30 minutes and then finally get another match. Let's just take a break. But I get what you're saying. Sometimes you're not, you know, we don't have that power to be like hey uh looks like nothing's going on so can i take a break so you just have to learn how to fill and i get that uh, do you guys remember uh i think it was genesis 4 when they had the the friday they had the cruise stuff and they floated people uh and uh there was a point remember like uh it was the last year that genesis did cruise because uh just a lot of players didn't want to do it and it was hard to find them and stuff oh i think i vaguely remember yeah that. there was one point where blur and i think alan had to do an hour of uh, it was horrible. I felt so bad for them. An hour of just oh like they were just going and going and going and like I know. I mean, Blur could talk. They're filled us for tournament. Like Blur, Blur is ultimate fill, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying the same thing in the chat. Yeah, Blur loves talking, so probably no issue. All right, guys. Yeah. So yeah, we've got through the tournament calls. So now you got that. We got the Smash World Tour. If you're coming in a little late, then yeah, it's at the beginning, but this will also always go up uh, on Apple for podcasts, goes on Spotify for podcasts, and also goes on my YouTube uh, so that you can watch the video version if you would like. 
Uh, although more importantly, it's definitely the podcast. We like to get those numbers going to yeah. you know, to our our I guess our sponsors and whatnot, so they know that we're you know we're making good work here, good time here. But we're on to our last topic now. Uh, if you have been paying attention to Twitter, you probably saw it yourself. But there has been a little bit of a spat between Goblin and Mister R. Uh, I think that what are they forty two and forty four on the, or is it forty four and forty six? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, on the PGR. Either way, Goblin, uh, I guess, has kind of been going at... Well, Mr. R was kind of going out and he was saying basically like, you know, he would probably be uh, in a better spot or it's frustrating that he can't go out to more events. And then there's all these other people who think they're like better than him based off of like the PGR because there are a lot of farm events when he can't go and farm events. And then Goblin, you know, answered him back and was basically like, I am better than you. And so <laughs> now... Uh, they're going to crew. Ba- they're going to money match at Gommel, uh over this here spat. I'm gonna go find it real quick because it talking was. I didn't about, even talking about media training. Um, <laughs> we def- <laughs> We need. We got a lot of uh, young top players coming up. We need to. I think we need to like have a sit down talk with some of these guys because obviously they'll, they'll probably be like Kimber doesn't know what he's talking about. Hearing me say this now, but when you get older. Like you start to regret some of the things you say you're so openly willing to say publicly and like stuff like that. And sometimes you just wish you didn't <laughs> just stayed more silent. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are going to maybe later wish they were a little more just professional online, et cetera, and how they're representing themselves. But for this spat specifically, I can't wait to see this match because they were uh, they were not holding punches. I no. didn't even know Money Match was happening based off of it. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, no, they, that. Their Money Match, for, I think, off 150 uh, at Gommel. So, uh, we got the Smash World Tour money. Let's make it 1,000. You know, like, what? Okay, buddy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So, <laughs> barely scraped top 50. Bro, you're only two spots above me on the PGR. What are you saying? You also entered three more S tiers th- that season and way more ABC tiers. This is Mr. R, right? Live in the U.S. Yes, right. The, mm-hmm. Those wins got uh, to your head for real, and so by comparison, uh, Mr. R got 13th at Evo, and uh, Goblin did not go to Evo, but he got 97th at SmashCon, and Goblin got 129. So yeah, he placed he outplaced them with one uh, placing, but they're still bad placings, you know. Yeah, it's like nothing you really you want know to talk I mean? about. Like who cares, right? <laughs> but then on the other, you know, situation, you have Goblin who got 17th at Shine, 33rd at I think this. Uh, I can't really tell what that is, but 49th in the Big House and then 13th at Congo Saga. So, like, obviously, he's been able to go to more things. Like, you know, he's in the U.S. He gets the chance to go to more things. And good. Good for him. Like, no one's telling you not to go to more stuff. But you do have to factor that in that, yeah, man, like, I think that if you only went to the same events as Mr. R, you wouldn't even be on the PGR. Like, that. <laughs> that's just, that's probably just facts right there. So, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's, as you said, I feel like a lot of these young people are, um, and maybe because we're, you know, me, we've known Mr. R forever, so I have, like, a little more, like, respect for Mr. R because, you know, I've known him to be a top player in multiple games. Mm-hmm. But the young people coming in for Ultimate definitely, like, you don't need to show respect like that. And you don't have to be, like, you know, worship these people. But, like, y'all really got to – I feel like there's too much pride uh, at these lower level – or at these younger kids. Um, but then at the same time, the pride almost doesn't – mean anything because like what is it who even cares why are we fighting about who's 40th and 50th you're both top 50 like yeah yeah like it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah i think it just has to do with context like younger kids come in they don't know the context and the overarching history of the smash community so uh 
you know, they see someone say something and they, they see it as an offensive to them. They just go at them. It just depends. I mean, not like obviously most young people aren't doing this or all of smash Twitter would just be exploding with rivalries, rivalries and hate. But uh, like, I think like a lot of any community, I feel like goes through this eventually. Like, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I, I follow rap super hard, but a lot of the OGs feel like they're not being respected for laying out the groundwork and the structure yeah. for the new kids. And the new kids are just like, F you, ha ha. <laughs> new generation too, you know, like we, we weren't, Brawl wasn't, Brawl and Melee weren't on like social media, you know, like we were on Smashboards. And uh, now it's like, it's a whole new world. People can just throw their thoughts into the wind. So Miju King can eh. tweet period and get 3000 likes. Yeah, like it's... <laughs> yep. I'm trying to see if there's any more tweets between them because they they did they spend a lot of time quote tweeting each other, but not actually yeah. like. And people were talking about it too because 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 I think Meru j- jumped on it too, um, where they were just talking about like EU versus NA, like yeah. just like oh, it was uh, EU versus Florida. That's what it was. Uh, honestly, this this thread wasn't actually that bad. Oh no, um, it wasn't that bad. It was yeah. just interesting no. to see like the context behind this money match is basically mm. like. You're old, so you know, like you're old, and you can't, and I'm better than you because I can grind. And then he's like, "Okay, but y'all just sleeping on me because I don't live in the U.S." And they're like, "Money match," and it's like, "Money match." Yeah. So that's gonna yeah, happen. Right. I think me and E are supposed to commentate it. I know I saw a couple of talks of the uh, the EU players talking about some. We got to get an EU commentator over here, and mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily think that's true. Mister R has basically <laughs> been part of our squad. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Mr. Time. R. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's not they're like we're long. like, oh yeah, fuck Mr. R, go Goblin. I'm definitely Team Mr. R now. M- <laughs> now, Mr. Uh, or EE was probably going to be Goblin's. Uh, he's probably going to commentate for Goblin because he just likes that goon shit. And I, I don't. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not with that shit. So we'll have enough banter between just us mm. uh, as I'm like going for Mr. R and he's going for Goblin. Uh, if that happens, but I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see an EU commentator. Just I mean, we just got finished talking about tournament calls. It's really hard to fly people overseas, man. Like I, I got overseas a couple of times, uh, but never for Smash. It's always for Brawl. So mm. yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I, I just want to see a game five. If it's first to five, I don't know if it's first to ten or not, but I want what I want it to be last hit because you know it'll make the pop off even better. Yeah. Also, I just I, some of some of Goblins like. Shit talk was he didn't he said I was referring to all brawl players, not just Mr. R, because honestly most of y'all ain't got the same heat y'all packed back in then, which is kind of true, I guess. I mean for some. For some. Like Nairo's still mm-hmm. popping off. Uh Esam's been doing quite well. Uh MVD's like a hit or miss, you know. Mewtwo King. Mewtwo King. Well, yeah. Mewtwo King sucks now. I'm uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, know if he, you know, he's getting older. I don't know if he has the ability to be as p- passionate about stuff like this. I mean, this is something I personally been dealing with. Like the older I get, the harder it is for me to be passionate about competitive stuff because mm. the amount of time you really have to put into it to actually get good is just it's so easy when you're young, dude. It's so easy. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, in high school, I was playing six hours of melee a day, nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I'm looking at this thing basically. So yeah, as I said, he said uh, after that, oh, he was like ten plus year pro smash fed flexing about being two places below a first year traveling new gen fog champ. You did it, but I I feel like that serves <laughs> Ramen's point again of being two spots lower with having drastically less tournaments uh, under yeah. his belt. I I don't know, man. <laughs> Twitter ran on and tw- when you're Twitter beefing, you just gotta 
try to keep hitting them with one-liners and gotchas. That's how you win. Yeah, that's how <laughs> gets the most impressions, man. Like that's what it is. It really is, bro. Whoever whoever gets the most likes won that argument. Kind of like do that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think is it going to be Crown Voices uh, versus Roy or is he? I would to play love that. That'd I be sick. He can play whoever he wants, I'm pretty sure, but like that's what I would assume. But I would love to see Crown versus Roy. Yeah. Because if he does, I think Crom versus Roy would, I mean, that would probably be the, that, that one would make the most sense to me as far as like, oh, you know, we're, we're really testing our might by mm. playing whatever. But he also has a snake. And, a, and if he really wants to, he can pull out the Sheik too. And I don't know if Goblin has these secondaries or not, but, you know, his, his Roy probably doesn't really need any. He's been kind of like the only Roy really doing it right now. He, he messed with Toon Link for a while, but like not you know, anything seriously. Or Co- Cola. Mm. He, he plays Young Link too? Toon Link, Toon Link. But like not seriously, just like he's busted him out in tournament at a local before, so okay, nothing special. Well, either way, man, you know if you guys want to watch that uh, that money match, it will be going on at Gama. We don't have a set time yet. I think they're still working out the logistics of that. But Mister like R will be a Gama, and uh, Goblin will be a Gama, and and I will be a Gama uh, to commentate said match. Mister R plays Young Link. Oh, okay, true, true. So yeah, man, uh, it should be a good time. I'm definitely looking forward to Gamal, but I'm looking forward even more to Gamal now that this money match is going on. Mr. R loses. I feel like that's he has to retire. Basically, that's the yeah. <laughs> no, dude. He has to retire, man. Like because no, everything that that Goblin said is true. Like all oh, you old heads ain't got it no more, right? And then you just lose this like first to five or first to ten, especially if it's like a blowout. You know what I mean? Like bro, if it's, like it if can't it's, like, be man, a blowout right like, now. Five one. It cannot knowing, be a blowout. Knowing Mr. R, there is no way he would quit even if he got 10 out. Oh, he would for sure. Like, yeah. He'd be like, all right, rematch. And then he'd study it and come back and slap him off. Yeah. Rematch in like two months, you know? <laughs> like study every single little habit. But I, I mean, just if you're going to side bet, though, who y'all betting on? Mr. R. Uh, I'll just say Mr. R. I think I'm it's very say. close. I think it's insanely close, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Mr. R. Yeah. I, yeah, I do think it could go either way, though. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the other thing that a lot of people were brought up to, just as a lot, like a last point, is that, yo, yeah, we're old now, and we don't have time to devote to this. When I was, when I was 17, 18, Rock my yeah, like, I just, you know, I played Melee all the time because I finished my homework and had nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? So there yeah. it is. Just turn on that GameCube, we're in there. Uh, and then when, you know, when Brawl came out, did the same thing. But now that I'm older... And I have responsibilities and stuff. Like I have, a, I live. I have to pay all my uh, own bills, in my own house. Like I have yeah. to, uh, you know, I have to grocery shop for myself. I have to bills eat for myself. All that good stuff. Like you don't have as much time to just sit and devote to Smash. Like if I were to play uh, Smash in all my free time, then I don't even think I would be able to get to the point of playing the actual game. I would spend all my time in the lab. Like a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the young kids now will spend like five hours in the lab and then go play. If I spend five hours in the lab, that's the stream or that's the day. Like, oh, I'm not going to go exhausted. play. It's done. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just different. And I think that's, I don't know, it's a really a head ass thing to, to think about. But I'm sure that once Goblin turns like 28, he'll think the same. He'll think back on this and be like, Damn. yeah, it is really hard. Back uh, when like Smash, Smash, Smash 7 duplexes. Oh, I don't uh, know. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I've gotten to the point, so, like, uh, like a year into Smash 4, you know, I kept trying to get back into it, and then when, before Ultimate came out, I, like, told myself, this will be the finally the time I actually get back into it. I've just, I've actually accepted it now, like, 
that that little that little yearning to get competitive again, I suppress it because I know it's going to be like a week long thing where I try for a little bit and then I realize it's not possible. I don't have enough time, and yeah. then I do. It. I'm like I wasted my time practicing. My bilateral was definitely popping off for like a solid week, and now I'm just kind of like, well, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just I go to my local and win uh, doubles with my uh, friend Sam, and then I good character. So, Quit yeah, at your peak. Character. Always quit at your peak. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, guys, uh, you know, we've been talking. Well, actually, this is a way longer episode than usual. So, I know we're getting to this point where people want hour episodes and stuff. Sometimes we don't have enough to talk about for a straight hour. But, you know, we, we'll talk until I feel like we've, you know, went over the topics uh, well enough. So, guys, Smash yeah. World Tour, definitely follow that. Uh, more news will be coming soon. It's going to be all throughout this year. Tournament calls, we've talked about that as well. So, you can go back and watch that. And of course, Goblin versus Mr. R. If you want to see that money match, it will be at... Uh, Gommel. So, that being said, any, any final words from you guys? I got nothing. No. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, oh, yeah, man. So every week, well, this this podcast is every uh, week at mm. uh, on Wednesday at six p.m. EST. So, you know, do your math accordingly. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, it's three p.m. Uh, we talk about whatever subjects come up throughout the week. Usually, if there's a tournament on the end of the week, we'll talk about that. So next week, we'll most likely talk about some of the CEO Dreamland stuff. And anything that happens between now and then, uh, if you did not get to catch the entire thing, obviously the VODs are here. However, you can also go and catch it on my YouTube very shortly. Uh, you'll be able to catch it on in podcast form on Apple and uh, Spotify. So definitely click those links when you get a chance to see them. But they will be tweeted out by me, Austin, and most likely the prediction channel as well. Uh, make sure you hit a follow button here uh, if you guys would like it so you can keep up with uh, all the times that we do this. Again, it's every Wednesday. And of course, if you really, really like the content and want to support Prediction, hit that sub button. But until then, I'm TK Breezy. This is Gimmer. That's Austin. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.